Congregation is turned to the Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day 9, on page 37. Only one question. Question 26. What believest thou when thou sayest, I believe in God, the Father, Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth? The answer is that the eternal Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who of nothing made heaven and earth, with all that is in them, who likewise upholds and governs the same by his eternal counsel and providence, is, for the sake of Christ his Son, my God, and my Father, on whom I rely so entirely that I have no doubt, but he will provide me with all things necessary for soul and body. And further, that he will make whatever evils he sends upon me in this valley of tears, turn out to my advantage. For he is able to do it, being almighty God, and willing, being faithful Father. So far, believing in God the Father. Two thoughts and an application in the first place, the Father God, and secondly, believing in Him. So believing in the Father, or in God the Father. First, the Father God, secondly, believing in Him, and ending with 11 points of application. Congregation, young people, friends, you sometimes say by chance, Accidentally, surprise, I was in a rural area, I've never been before, and I see that some people from town, that is an accident that was not on purpose. And often we think that way. We say, well, that is just luck, just hap, altered, just by chance. But, you know, the Lord is reigning, and there is nothing like by chance. Everything is planned. Everything is in God's hands. And he arranged all the details of our life. So, therefore, let us not be critical of the Lord. Let us not deal with the Lord as if he will be a small child. With small children... We can say, hey, don't do that. With those children, you can hold their hands and say, don't touch it, boy. And you just restrain them. And you just forbid it. And you say, no. And you teach them that. And also, sometimes, consequences. Because they need to learn to not touch that and to not do that. 
but you cannot stay the hand of God. And so sometimes we try to do it. Stop the Lord. No, don't do that, Lord. Don't touch that, Lord. Don't come so far. I don't want that. You know, stubbornness. We read in Daniel 4 about it. And none can stay his hand and say unto him, What do we thou? Nobody can do that. Now we do. But none can do that legally and wisely. It is so stubborn, it is so foolish to stay trying, rather trying to stay the hand of God. We read in 1 Samuel 3, also a reply of Eli, after he heard that his two sons were going to die. And he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seemeth him good. Let him do it. So he just gave it over in the hands of God, who is reigning justly and does not make mistakes. So he said it, it's the Lord. It's not a child. It's not a human. It's the Lord. So let God do what seemeth him good. It's good to him. Could you repeat that? Also in your circumstances. Say he is the Lord. I don't want to stay his hand. I don't want to save or do his own. He may do whatever pleases him. Psalm 115 verse 3. He has done whatsoever he has pleased. And Isaiah 14. For the Lord of hosts has purposed and who shall disannul it? And his hand is stretched out. And who shall turn it back? See? When the Lord is doing something, you don't turn his hand back. Woe unto him that striveth with his maker. Some we strive, we fight with God. Say, Lord, it's so wrong. I don't desire that. I don't want that. And you will fight back. Striving with God. Woe unto him that striveth with his maker. Let the potter strive with the potter of the earth. Shall the clay say to him that fashioned it, What makest thou? Like a potter, right? With clay making vases and pots and plates. Can that clay say to the potter, What are you doing? That clay has absolutely no rights. That clay has nothing to say. And we are like that clay. We have nothing to say. Therefore we should not sit, try, try to sit on the throne of God. The Lord reigneth. And there is no chance. There is no luck. There is no, nothing really accidental. And the Lord knows what he is doing, and he, he reigns, he controls everything. He knows everything, long time before. But he is not only knowledgeable, he also has a plan. He has chosen things to happen, not haphazardly, 
and organized, but it's so organized in detail. This has to happen this time and that time. And in such a way, everything is like a clock. And it ticks perfectly. Every happening, every blessing, each accident, every disease, every meeting with people, you name it, it was all planned, it was all in God's counsel, we say. Not only on earth, also in the universe, also in the stars. Everything is, we say, programmed. It's all programmed. It's all in God's mind. But maybe you say, is it not sometimes then? Sometimes things happen by chance. You may also think of that example of Ruth. Ruth the Moabitess. She came to the field of Boaz. And Boaz was kind to her and just told the reapers, told the harvesters to also give something extra to her. And he also married her. And I see in Ruth 2, verse 3, this text. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and her hap was to light on the part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. See, it says, and her hap was, so her portion was, her luck was, her chance was, accidentally, yes, from our perspective. From our perspective, yes, we did not count on that. We are surprised by it. We see God's hand in it. But the Lord knows what he is doing. And a heathen woman needed to be in the lineage for the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. It will be revealed later that Ruth Moabitess was one of the mothers, great mothers, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are not two sparrows sold for a farting, and one of them shall fall on the ground without your father? Even a sparrow, even a little bird, it's all in God's hand. He, then he's just picking the seeds so exactly knows where he is and what he's eating. And he feeds them. It's all in his hand. This God is called God the Father. Why? Why is he called a father? Do you still have a father? Some don't have a father anymore. And sometimes that is difficult. Fathers are important. Fathers are encouraged to listen, to bond with children, to do things together, to develop a fatherly bond with them so that they feel at home with father and feel kind of at ease and can do something together. You can hike together or they can play a game together. It's 
very important that parents, that fathers bond with, with the children. That is also important for the future. And yet, fathers are never perfect fathers. I haven't been a perfect father. I regret many things. I wish I would spend, I would spend more time with the family. And I'm afraid that it's still true for many of you as well. It's so important, and we cannot be perfect. What an example we see in the Bible of the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus in his divine nature even. Within the Trinity, that holy bond. Proverbs 8. Then I was by him, by the Father, as one brought up with him, close. And I was daily his delight, the Father's delight as a child, rejoicing always before him, just close to him before rejoicing. What a special bond the Lord Jesus had with his Father, even before he was born in Bethlehem. He was the beloved Son of God. What believest thou when thou sayest, I believe in God the Father, Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, that the eternal Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is my God and my Father. See that? There's a relationship there. So therefore, parents, fathers, need to be close to the children. And it's important that we know ourselves, God the Father, and believe in him. I believe in God the Father Almighty. You have have that closeness and that sweetness of it. Now you say, how can... I become a child of the Father. How can I receive the Father as my Father? The eternal Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is for the sake of Christ, his Son, my God, and my Father. How is it possible? Oh, you see that, right? For the sake of Christ, his Son. For Christ's sake. Only in him. This morning we spoke about Acts 14, about the confirmation and the exhortation and the installation of office bearers, and they presented them, they commanded them to the Lord, right? They, they presented them to the Lord and commanded them to the Lord. And so we need someone to command us to the Lord, to also be close to us and to take us along in his perfection. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. He presents his church to the Father. He gives them his obedience. He gives them his mantle, his clothing, his obedience, his perfection. And in him they can become God's people. So they need to truly believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, in order to become a child of God. I mean, believing in the fullest sense is everything in there. 
inclusive, all-inclusive, where that sorrow about sin, where the love for the Lord, where the desire to have him, with the hunger for Christ, with humiliation and brokenness, and yet also with believing and trusting in him and taking refuge unto him. And in that way, it becomes a wonder that God is your Father in the Lord Jesus Christ, not that the Lord can accept us the way we are. We need him to be accepted by it. Chosen him, become a Father for his sake. So I hope that you don't lose your Father too early. However, seek this Father. You are all called to seek this Father. The, 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 the heavenly Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, your Father, young people, your Father will do anything for you. You're sick, when you have a problem, when you have something broken, he will just fix it and help it and pay for it, maybe as possible. He will do almost everything for you. And sometimes your dad says, I wish I could help you. I can't. How do you know how to do that? For example, when you have a difficult equation in mathematics, you have to answer that question, you have to, to make that equation. You come home and say, Dad, can you help me? And he looks at it and says, I have no idea. And so long ago that I was in school, I can't help you here, boy. You have to go back to a teacher, to someone else. I am not, I'm not qualified. I don't know what the answer is. But that's impossible with the Lord. The Lord Almighty, the Father God, is so knowledgeable. He knows all the answers. He knows, he, knows, he knows all the situations. And he can help. He can make the impossible possible in his almighty power. He has made the earth out of nothing. When you studied physics in school, you learned about electrons and protons and neutrons, and neutrinos, and quarks, and up quarks, and down quarks, and you learned about fields, and quantum fields, and maybe you have learned about the Higgs boson, and about CERN, the huge machine in Switzerland, and you, you, you begin to study that, and you just see how complicated life is. And that we just exist from what? Mostly water, but also atoms and ele electrons organized in fields, like magnetic fields. And so the modern physicists even don't talk about particles anymore. They go deeper and deeper into the creation of these fields. You study that, you just wonder. You're just in awe. And you just feel, if that's true, God can do everything, right? Miracles, why, why not? Miracles can happen. He can create all things in six days. Why not? And how small we are, how dependent, how fragile our life is like a mist, like something you can grasp, something so 
in transparency. And God has thought this out, like gravity and colors and DNA and life cells. Our understanding is puzzled. We also think of planets and stars and galaxies and black holes and nebulas. Would God not be able to make all things? Is he not able to also help in all situations? He also can do it. He's not only a faithful God, he's an almighty God. But believest thou when thou sayest I believe in God the Father? Almighty, almighty. So this would like you to contemplate that in your situation. And how you feel today, physically, emotionally, marriage, family, church, whatever it is. He is the almighty God. And the catechism closed with, for he is able to do it, being almighty God, and willing, being a faithful father. So God has made all things for himself. Not only made things and created things out of nothing, but also maintains things. The sun is still shining. The earth is still rotating around an ellipse around the sun. And the moon is also still circling the earth. And the earth also rotating around its own axle. And still seasons change and seeds are germinating and babies are born and there's so much that is alive and there's reproduction and there's plant life and animal life. It all has a role. Nothing is without purpose. And in machines in the olden days you had cogwheels like in small watches all those little wheels, they all had a place. And the smallest one was indispensable. They all had to be there. They all had a place. Be still and know that I am God. The Apostle Paul writes about this in Colossians 1.16. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. For him. All things, cattle, mountains, trees, skies, colors, clouds, all made for him. Not only by him, also for him. Interesting is the word willingly in 2 Peter 3 verse 5. Some people willingly ignore, willingly look the other way, willingly deny, willingly say that is just nonsense, willingly against better knowledge, willingly. 2 Peter 3 verse 5. For this they willingly are ignorant of. By the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth 
standing out of the water and in the water. So in the time of the Apostle Peter, some people willingly opposed the doctrine of creation well, in those days. And yet, now to trust him, to trust him, that he for the sake of Christ, his son is my God and my father, to rely on him so entirely, it's quite something. Sometimes young people don't trust their fathers. Sometimes they are confused with their fathers. That's very serious. Sometimes there's a reason for that. Then they are not so close to their fathers. The God of Father is a loving father, is a caring father, and sometimes he chastises his children, but always in love, not, never too harsh, never too problematic. He punishes, but not according to our sins. And he is a father to rely on. He helps in physical needs, in soul's need, in spiritual need, but also in physical pain, sort of breath, being tired, chemo treatments, chronic diseases. He's a father. He's a father for things at home, at work, in church, and everywhere, in all difficult circumstances, in times of war and flooding and other disasters. And who knows what is ahead of us? But no, who knows what this time, this year will bring? The world is also more and more intolerable to Christians. And we are in a world of danger. Matthew 24. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. And yet, all those things are coming. The Lord is able to change those things to the advantage of people. Further, that he will make whatever evils he sends upon me in this valley of tears turn out to my advantage. You know, we even don't know anymore. We don't know anymore what the blessing is. You say, that's such a blessing. That's awesome. That is so special. The blessing for you, maybe it is not a blessing. Maybe it will turn out to be a curse for you. It can also work against you. Something you are so happy about. And also the other way. Sometimes you say, I don't like that. I hate that. I don't want that to happen. And later on you say, it was good for me to be afflicted. So the Lord can change things. And he puts crosses on people's back. And life can be so different than he had anticipated. Everyone has a cross in his life. Sometimes bigger ones. 
sometimes more than one. And those crosses can be a blessing. Because really without those crosses, we can be so superficial, so shallow, such animals, not, not, not think even. And sometimes when something happens, there is a death or a disease or a problem or an accident, people are just shaking up, waking up, and the Lord can use it to, to shake people up. Do you see how important it is to flee your sins into Christ and to have God as our Father? Maybe you know what you want, but don't make a mistake. Don't ask for blessings, but it looks like a blessing to you. Seek what the Lord has in mind. Also think of Joseph, Right? Joseph was sold to Egypt. We read it together tonight in Genesis 50. Sold. His beloved brother sold him to Egypt. What a deep concern for Joseph. He ended up in the house of the Pharaoh. He came to Potiphar. He was put in jail, was forgotten by the butler, and yet he became under king in Egypt because the Lord had something in mind for him. The Lord had in mind to save his people, Israel, through him. So the Lord had a plan, not a plan on paper, the plan in his holy mind. And all things had to follow that his line of thinking. Also think of Judas. Judas was responsible for what he did. He betrayed his master. He betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ. He was mean. Satan got into him. And he was yet responsible for what he did. But at the same token... It was the Lord's will. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. For Acts 4 verse 28, for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. So Judas had to do that. He had to betray his master. His Lord Jesus had to be captured and had to be crucified, and he had to die. The Lord Jesus, the Lord had a plan to do that. It had to go that way. At the same time, Judas was responsible. Genesis 50, verse 20. Then the old Jacob died. His sons are worried. What is Joseph going to do now? Is he going to kill us? Now dad is gone. They're afraid. And they approached Joseph. and said, our father has spoken so and so, and he has recommended us to say this to you when, when, we die, when, when they died. And we read in Genesis 50 verse 20, as 
for you, Joseph talking, as for you, ye thought evil against me. You did. You thought evil against me was wrong. But God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day, to save much people alive. See that? So he did not deny that. He didn't say, you're, you're fine, you didn't make any mistake. No, he said, you have fought evil against me. You are irresponsible for that. You did wrong. He did not smooth it over. He did not forget it. Evil. But God meant unto it. So even sin is involved in God's plan. That sin is sin and remains to be sin. And yet, the Lord reigneth. So this life is a valley of tears, right? He will make whatever evil he sends upon me in this valley of tears turn out to my advantage. That is what the Lord can do in this valley of tears. Romans 8. And we know, when Paul says that, we know, he knows it experientially in his heart not just in his head. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So the people that loves him, the people that is called by him, the people that is called to that great purpose is the Father's people, and the Lord Jesus has paid the price for them. The Father keeps a close eye on them, and everything works to their advantage. No, it's not so that if something wrong, if something goes wrong in the life of God, says, "Oh, I can solve that." No, it was already planned before. All those trials in the life were planned before, and the Lord gave them on purpose in the life so that they would depend upon him and learn and receive holiness and be closer to him. Believing in God the Father. God the Father, Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and also believing in him, becoming a child of him, adopted by the Father, and all things will turn out to our advantage. And then the application. On whom I rely so entirely that I have no doubt. But he will provide me with all things necessary for soul and body. No doubt. I entirely rely on him. You read. Uncertainty is difficult for us. When people are sick, they wonder, would I get better? The young friends do an exam, they wonder, would I make it? Would I be successful? You're older, you have questions about dating and about career. And so often young people just wait and see and are not too worried. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they can sleep. Sometimes they see mountains and they see problems everywhere. So let me try to help young people and others with 11 points. Some overlap, 
summary talked about we before already 11 points. First place, I repeat something simple that should help you. The Lord reigneth. He is in charge. He's in control. He is the one. Ecclesiastes 3.14 I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it, and God doeth it that men should fear before him. Years ago in Holland, a cousin died in an accident at night, ended up in a ditch and drowned, young man yet. And the minister, Reverend Hockenberg, did a funeral. And he used this text. Here it again. For the parents, for his wife, I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, anything taken from it. You can change it. And God doeth it. Why? That men should feel before him. Men should feel before him, just be in awe, and also seek him. Secondly, I repeat that God is wiser than you are. So much wiser, infinitely wiser. So who are we to say, goes wrong? Should go this way or that way? He is wise. He knows these two. He knows, knows how to control things and how to reign, how to govern this life. In the third place, we need to realize that what else we receive over death is a bonus. All the blessings we have left are still undeserved. So are you still healthy? Are you still together? Do you still have healthy children? Do you still have blessings left? You don't deserve them. So don't only look at that half-empty glass. Also look at that half-filled glass, what you still may have, and count your blessings that you still have. You don't deserve them. We read in Lamentation 3 about that. It is of the Lord's mercies that they are not consumed because his compassions fail not. So if the Lord would have dealt with us after our sins, it would be different. It's of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Five, crosses change you and can be good for you, especially for young people. It came kind of gives direction. And we read in Lamentations 3.27, it is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. So if you are young, you have a yoke, something heavy on you, a cross, the Lord has put it on your shoulders and for a good purpose. It is good for you. For all young people, it's good for them to have a cross in their life. And six, yes, all things in the hands of the Lord. The Lord although, although the Lord never has a pleasure in teasing people, never a pleasure in 
making people sad and grieving them. That's not the Lord's purpose. Lamentations 3.33 For he does not afflict willingly, not afflict willingly, nor grieve the children of men. And seven, we should seek the kingdom of God first. There's nothing so important as the kingdom of God. So you're so focused on you miss here, you experience there this pain and that problem. So focus on those things. You should look at something else first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all other things will be added unto you. But think of the Apostle Paul. He thorn in his flesh. Something very painful for him. Whatever it was, we don't know. And the answer to what was, my grace is sufficient. Should suffice, should be enough. So enjoy that. Enjoy God's grace. The Lord said to, 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 to the Apostle Paul, Enjoy God's grace. Eight. Don't think all things go automatically well if you just trust it. No. Some people, some churches say that, right? They say, just trust. Just think in a positive way. Just think well of the Lord. Always make it well for everyone. If you only trust in him. Well, all things must work together for good to them that love him. That's the issue. That love him. Did he begin to love the Lord? Uh, things changed in your life and he became the one you desired? Do you have a hunger and a thirst for the living God? And nine, realize that working hard and trying to fix it yourself is in vain without God's blessing. Psalm 137. It is vain for you to rise up early to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. See? So you need to do what you have to do. You have to use the means. But there's also a limit, a li- limit. So you have to also give things over in the hands of the Almighty God, who gives, the, who gives people, even in the sleep, their, their help, his help. Then we don't have a remaining city here, and we seek the one to come. Do you? Are we building the city belong? We seek in the future city, the city of foundations, whose maker and builder is God, the heavenly Jerusalem. Is that what you're looking for? That makes quite a difference when we look for that city. 1 Corinthians 7. And they that weep as though they wept not. And they that rejoice as though they rejoice not. And they that buy as though they possess not. And they that use this world as not abusing it. For the fashion of this world passes away. See, we are pilgrims, if it is well. We don't feel at home here on earth. 
This is not our final destiny. The final destiny is in the heavens and on the new earth for God's people. And that should be on our mind. And things here on earth are more relative, less important. And finally, look upon Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. Do you know him? May you know him? May you believe in him? Have you repented of your sins? If you are God's child, then you may say, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I rely on him so entirely that I have no doubt, but he will provide me with all things necessary for soul and body, and further he will make whatsoever evils he sends upon me in this valley of tears turn out to my advantage, for he is able to do it, be almighty God, and willing, being a faithful father. We see congregation is much to receive. It's such a blessed thing to belong to God's people, having a father in the heavens who cares for us, who cares for us with the blessings and with the curses. When things go easy and things go difficult, he is still God. So in your circumstances, lay this before the Lord. Seek the kingdom of God. Seek him as a father. Don't be critical of him. Lay things at his feet. Explain, express your sinfulness. Repent ye, repent ye. And also look upon that Savior. Ask for eyes to see him. So you may also experience my grace is sufficient unto thee. Amen.